This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. Our Matrix server is about as free as Internet chat can be. Join the existing rooms or create your own at chat.freetalklive.com. Declare your independence on the Free Talk Live Network. It's time for Declare Your Independence with Ernest Hancock. Believe me when I say we have a difficult time ahead of us. But if we are to be prepared for it, we must first shed our fear of it. I stand here without fear because I remember. I remember that I am here not because of the path that lies before me, but because of the path that lies behind me. I remember that for 100 years we have fought these machines. And after a century of war, I remember that which matters most. We are still here! Fear no fear here on Declare Your Independence with me, Ernest Hancock, on the Free Talk Live Network on Genesis. We're talking about Anarchapoco 2024. As you hear this, it's just started. It's going on right now, and you can watch live streaming of the events, and they put up the videos for later and so on, but a lot of news gets broke here. You know, a lot of things happening, and Acapulco just went through a freak weather war or something, you know, of a hurricane that just went through and plowed through. But Anarchapoco took care of their friends and families and uh, alliances there and uh, got a lot of goodwill. And there's big support that's been going on seventh, eighth year that they're doing this. And I've been to quite a few and emceed a couple, and it's been awesome. And awesome people. And a lot of times they just uh, go and meet there to put on the event. A lot of people live down there. And when somebody comes down and they experience it, they stay. There's a lot of stories of that that we've done over the years. Now, Cat and Lily are um, the... You know, the, the backbone behind this, you know, the stage managers, the uh, all of the crew and everything, Kat's responsible for that, so she's like head CEO. Lily does a lot of uh, a lot of work and a lot of the art and a lot of graphics and so on and helps with that and has her own, you know, Anarcha Forco. <laughs> it's her own event for, you know, kind of, you know, after it, it's a lot of the you know the people without the resources to pay for big tickets. This, this is not free. And then uh, a lot of stories that come out of this, and they're all good friends of mine. And I just wanted to share this with you guys. Understand that a lot of this uh, anarchism or voluntarism or agorism uh, has a manifestation around the world. And Anarchapoco is a really good place to experience alternative ways of living your life that are just as high-tech, just as low-tech, just as um, uh, quality of life, but without the mindset of seeking a permission slip. It's just, no, we're just going to live our life and avoid the state as much as possible. 
other than sometimes you need a passport to get down there. <laughs> so this is just a different mentality, and I wanted to share it with you all. Um, but, yeah, he came all the way to Acapulco and was only involved with the fork last year, came to most of my fork events, came to my birthday because he saw me on that series and was like, I have to know this person. And he came here, and then, like, six weeks later, we fell in love via long distance, and now he's come back to Mexico twice to, to come spend some time with me and as soon as i have the freedom to travel i am moving to him because so you're, you're motivated i'm gonna have to comply with some man stuff you know the man and so i can go be with my man damn it you know i mean that's whatever. exactly it that's exactly I it know, like they <laughs> In its way. She's Damn trading it. the okay. man for her man. Exactly. God, you know, I, I under. It's just so. Ooh, I hate the fact you got to deal with the man. You know, it's just. I go on and on about the man. You know, this is. But, you know, you you do what you know. You got to do a balance. Now, the one thing that I noticed from my being, uh, from even the first years of me going down there, was. That people would come, like you, you're a good example, people would come down there and they go, especially if they did an ayahuasca ceremony, <laughs> they go, and I'm not going back, you know, I, I think, I think I'll decline, you know, I could, I could get all and get on the plane, go back to Chicago or New York or Philadelphia, and I think, yeah, I don't want to, you know, they, because they, they're so, their soul gets unburdened so much this is the thing this is have, have you you guys have you done ayahuasca ceremonies you know are you constant yeah i've so done you, others of other things whatever but, okay yeah, other stuff so this this is what happens we're out on the beach it usually they do this like a you know saturday or sunday night or towards the end of the whatever because you're not worth anything for like a day or so but the um so they do it and then it's the monday morning or early morning and they're still they started at 10 at night and they're still they're walking the beach as the sunrise is coming up and don and i are out there and they're like ernie man that this is i you caught me at the right time i'm at the end of my let me tell you all about it okay so i've had a lot of these conversations and i seek i go hey tell me what happened hey tell me what happened hey Tell me what happened while they're still at the end of experiencing it, okay? This is what I get. <clears throat> Tell me if I'm wrong. I haven't done it because every time, it, come on, Ernie, I go, man, I got to, like, work. I got to do a show. I got to MC. I got to something. I got to be responsible here. I mean, come on. So, but not that I'm averse. You know, it's just that opportunity. So what happens is you talk to them, and this is the impression that I get. It heightens your brain power to be able to process enormous amounts of information, not just audio-visual memories. It's a spiritual connection to something. And they're processing many scenarios. Like they live their life. They, you know, it's like um, doing computer simulations, you know, for artificial intelligence to be able to learn how to play Go or something or chess or whatever. It has, well, in the past 10 minutes, I did 4,000 games. Well, that's kind of what happens with the people. They process scenarios. They go, what if I do this, I do this, I do this, and when this is going to happen, I'm going to bing, and the answer is, I think I'm staying. How far <laughs> off am I? Sums it up. Sums it up in a lot of situations. Um, or for me, it's just like, ready to fly. Get anywhere right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know, it's a confidence. That was the one thing, especially if they have complex lives or they built into their, you know, they get education, degrees, licensing. They got a lot of, a lot of, you know, the rut in their life has gotten deep. It's hard to get out. And this is, they do a lot of processing. You know, it's like scenarios. And then you go, okay, we're all time. Here's a revelation. We're all time machines. And every little thing that we do now is a butterfly effect of where we're going to find ourselves five, ten years later. So where do you see yourself in five, ten years kind of thing? Well, if I keep doing what I'm doing, uh, uh, right here, you know, doing the same thing. Punk. You know, so I can see that this going to Anarchapoco, being around this, you know, giving your mind the processing power to take the information that you have and, and the feelings that you got and the relationships that are possible and all the possibilities that come with the speakers about your health, about, you know, how to think, what to think about, what's important, what, you know, community, all that stuff. And then look at your life of the man and think of all the paperwork you got to fill out and the yes, sir, and pleasure or business. Well, they're your fucking business. Well, I say that. But I just so the thing is is that I can see that this is a um, a really great opportunity for people that feel lost. Yeah, there's something I'm missing. You go to Anarchapoco and you find Danny's girlfriend was here. You know that they came by. She's awesome. You know they're, they're a good couple. So she was like. Now, I went a few years, you know, ago, um, and uh, I, I didn't know what to, I thought it was going to be, you know, yoga and self-centered uh, round and touchy-feely self, whatever, kind of, what the hell was that? You know, they're getting me into economics, they're telling me about freedom, they're doing demand stuff. And it, but then she was at an RV parking in Colorado. She retired. She had an art gallery and so on in L.A. and then moved to Vegas. And, you know, she had it going on. Financial planner says, and we're done. You can go get whatever you want. Peace out. And you're good. You know, okay. So, you know, she went on this track. Well, she meets Danny again, remembered him from Anarchapoco, and then, you know, they became a couple. Well, what happened was she got sucked into this from whatever variety of experiences you guys have at Anarchapoco, but then, you know, you get in all the other stuff. So I want you, Kat, to explain to me what's the other stuff. You know, when you come away, it's not just, well, I'm going to eat better and I'm not going to fluoridate myself and I'm going to, you know, there's more to it. What is it that changes people? I think personally, and I can only speak for what I've witnessed and what I've experienced myself because Anarchapulco changed me. I showed up in 2018. I was a speaker. I instantly started volunteering. I became a part of the organization and now I'm running the whole thing. So I have firsthand experience with my life being changed. And I think really it's the fact that there's so many people that have evolved so greatly that our ability to communicate and work through problems together has improved so dramatically that when people show up and they come into the bubble of Anarchapoco, they feel loved. They feel appreciated. They feel like they have a voice. We have a very low tolerance for behavior that's out of alignment. And of course, if you, if you watch the HBO series, that was the dark time in Anarchapoco's history. And the people who stayed involved, we worked on ourselves. 
and we changed. And we, I think bottom line is we've worked on who we are, not just physically, but relationally and spiritually, and you can feel it when you show up. And so you arrive and you're surrounded by these people who are on a different place on the journey, but are on the journey nonetheless, who are working on themselves, who care about building a society based on mutual appreciation and love. Because, you know, the thing is, anarchy can come in so many different flavors, right? You can have whatever flavor of anarchy you want. And the flavor that we have picked here is a very loving and supportive one. It's hard to be full of drama now in this group because there's just a low tolerance for it. And I get triggered less easily. She gets triggered less easily. So we're not going to get all, when you get all, we're just going to talk it out. Right. And so for me, I think it's the communication and the relationships that really change people because you take these relationships home. I got married to somebody I met at Anarchapoco. She's fallen in love with someone she's met at Anarchapoco. This is what I consider the cream of the crop in the Liberty community globally showing up in one place, all with a dedication to being a better person and therefore producing a better community. It's awesome. Yeah, I feel exactly the same because when I showed up, I'm sure quite a few people remember it. I was, you know, kind of dead in the eyes and haunted and sickly and like I was in an abusive relationship at the time and all of this stuff. And then the murder happened and it's like, it's interesting you said like, where am I going to be five years from now? When the murder happened, the first thing I thought is like, okay, where am I going to be five years from now? And I told myself I was going to be happy. Well, it's exactly five years after the murder, and I'm the happiest I've ever been in my life. Like, I, right. the only you thing. Keep, you guys keep mentioning, you know, the anarchist, you know, the HBO series, and you talk about the murder. You can't leave people hanging with this stuff. So let me kind of sum up, you know, what happened. <laughs> Lily, as I remember it, correct me when I'm wrong, I'll try and do this in, you know, 62.6 seconds. <clears throat> Lily and her boyfriend went down there. They were uh, interested in, uh, they knew how to make edibles and had, you know, some marijuana thing. But which, with the cartels and people down there and other crazy people and people, people, you start messing in, uh, you don't do that. You know, that they, they got to get their cut. You know, so then you have other people that are broken that go down and they, you know, can, you know, for $5 I can get this guy snuffed out or I can do whatever. There was an attack on their home and... Um, Henza, you know, Jason, he got shot, you know, several times. You know, Henza's a good friend, and he's a, a big volunteer down there, works with an Arcapoco. He's probably getting paid now. Then you have um, uh, your boyfriend was killed. So this got, you know, throughout the community. Everybody, what the crap is going on? Right when Lily was starting a Narcoforco or Agoraforco, which was kind of a, you know, the, you know, povertarian version of a Narcopoco or something, you know, which is kind of, you know, yeah, that's a good description. So this is, you know, but we've been supportive. You know, all of us kind of, yeah, cool, man, peace. And the Narcopoco don't care. It just adds to it, man. Right on, you know, it, it, enjoy yourself, whatever. It's a, you know, it's a, you know, anarchist thing. So this is, um, 
But at that time, there were producers of HBO or people that, that they sell shows. They're, they're always out producing, making something, and they sell it to whatever. So they're, you know, getting footage of a Narcopoco. And they, over the years, you know, I, you know, I, the first one, they go, hey, I get how I even knew about it. People are calling me, hey, Ernie, I saw you on HBO doing whatever. You know, they get the, you know, the 6.7 seconds Ernie saying Ernie stuff. And then, you know, um, it was a series. And I go, okay, well, I'll go watch. You know, I watched the first, maybe a little bit of the second. I go, I get it. You know, hell, I don't need them to tell me what happened. I was there, you know. So it was, um, uh, I could see it was kind of a gotcha thing. You know, it's got, ooh, look at it, ooh, and they're being, ooh, you know. And, uh, but what happened, it was like marketing. Jeff was like, how many people are here? Because they saw the anarchists on HBO. Wham! You know, half the audience got me like, damn, man. You can you can watch me change my dirty underwear all you want. Like get a whole bunch of people, you know. So this is you know, just a, more marketing, and people came because they could see, especially anarchists. They knew what was going on. They knew that they were amping up a bunch of crap. They weren't emphasizing, but they could see in between, read between the lines of what was really happening. And they go there, and they were not disappointed. They go, "Ooh, is even better," you know. So. <laughs> That's what the HBO, the Anarchist series. There's how many episodes? Six, seven, something? So there's six episodes. Um, I would recommend, that for me, the best episode, and maybe this is like, I don't know what to say, because the, the best episode for me is episode four. Um, and a little bit of episode six, partially, but episode four, because it, <laughs> it tells my whole life story. It talks, they talk to my dad and my sister in that episode. They go down and explain, like, because, like, most people, when they get arrested, their instinct is not to fucking run to Mexico. Like, I don't know anybody else who that is their instinct. Like, it, their instinct is to do what they have to do and find a lawyer or just go to prison. Like, it is what it is. But, like, I grew up with a drug dealer of a mom who hated hated jail and so she was a fugitive most of my childhood and that's that episode explains that in detail and explains why i was willing to make the choices that i did to get here um in the sixth episode it shows a very very sweet reunion with me and my dad because my dad came down in 2020 my dad was like i get contact with him again he's like okay you're in mexico okay he's dead uh how the fuck are you surviving like how are you making money how are you have no bank accounts you have no papers how are you surviving i don't get it so we came down and after my speech in 2020 i get off stage and i go and find him he's just sobbing he's like i get it you're surrounded by so many good people you're so protected and loved (laughs) i'm proud of you you know and it's just like yeah it's it's six episodes i my big thing with it is there are certain things especially as far as like the theory of what caused the murder that I know I told them in the interview that weren't included because they couldn't be confirmed yet other theories like I was selling cocaine was included even though that also couldn't be confirmed um there's that and the fact that the series stopped the last episode stopped in 2020 and it made it seem like Anarchopoker died because former producer Nathan Freeman was no longer involved when really in 2021 it completely transformed and evolved into what it is now, which, like she said, like right. we went from being the drama polko, you know, to like right. there's 
very, very little drama. Like the only drama I've personally experienced in the last several years has been personal relationship with drama with a situation that's no longer a part of my life. So this is going to be my first drama free anarchy Foco. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but like for the most part, there's not really like the team works so well together. Uh, we all, we all communicate so well together and we love each other too. It's like, we're family, you know? Like I, we showed you before the call, Cat, and we have our wifey for lifey tattoos that we got last year, and they're not very small tattoos. We don't no. we don't screw around, <laughs> uh, but it's like, yeah, Anarchapoco has brought all of these things that are beautiful about my life. Like I've dealt with some stuff, but I wouldn't change any of it because I have the best friends I could ever have, who are also my family. Like my mom taught me to build your own family. And I took that very seriously and I did. And now I have love because of Anarchapulco, which is honestly not something I ever expected. And yeah, it's just, it's, it truly is. Well, a life me, yeah, let's build on that a little bit. Lily. I want to, I wanted to ask Kat this. Um, I remember the first years they wanted, you know, it's going to be, you know, Jeff would put up some money. Let's get professors. Get like it gets three thousand people. You get all kinds, you know. And it was it was good, but it wasn't the same vibe as it is now. You know, this is you know, and and it was a lot of times you have people in these positions. They need the drama to to justify their existence. Of you know, I'm the drama manager. I don't need a drama manager. You know, <laughs> how about we eliminate the drama? You know, so it's uh, and you you see this. And then uh, when you got involved in the the mindset that you bring with it, because you're an experienced activist. You know, this is back in the Ron Paul days of all kinds of stuff. And this has kind of been the path that you were on anyway. And you have an organizational kind of excitement of freaking rock and roll. You got to be serious and be on time and do, you know, the work. And uh, you need somebody like that. So I'm, I'm sure that when you got involved, it's, well, you know, cats run her time it's do somebody else who to do what you know that's kind of who else is going to take and keep the vibe of cat so this and then you because you do have a family you have a lot of people wanting to help you're like i'll show up i go all right what bag do i stuff i mean you know we got to do something so this has been a really good experience for people not that just attend but help you know that are participating and they want to be part of the community is there a year-round kind of vibe for that even though you guys may go to different countries across the oceans of whatever and um and we'll get into that i don't know if you're if there's the king or queen on the money they're there i mean it's like a third half of the people are from canada England, Australia, New Zealand. There's a, they don't like the Commonwealth for some something. The crowd sucks. Let's go to Narco. Just say it. You know, I'm just that, that's something I noticed. You know, what was year? This is I gotta tell the story. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. 
What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. USA News Update. Former President Trump is participating in a closed hearing Monday regarding his classified documents case in Florida. Trump and his legal team were scheduled to convene with a federal judge for an extensive discussion expected to last several hours. Trump facing allegations of taking hundreds of classified documents with him when he left the White House. President Biden making light of concerns about his memory. Speaking at a conference in Washington Monday, Biden quipped. What I didn't realize, and I've been around, I know I don't look like it, but I've been around a while. I do remember that. His remark follows a report that characterized Biden as a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. A series of significant storms is pounding the southern U.S. with tornado watches and warnings spread across southern Louisiana, Alabama, Georgia, and into Tennessee and the Carolinas. Further north, wintry conditions will be hitting. John Schaefer, USA News. Let me tell you a story about Bill. Bill was a normal guy in his 50s. He had back surgery about two years ago. Bill was in a lot of pain. He dealt with his pain by taking the Percocets his doctor prescribed for him. Bill took more and more and more of them to help with the pain, until one day the prescriptions weren't enough to get rid of Bill's pain. Then one day Bill found someone to help him get rid of the pain with illegal drugs he didn't need a prescription for. Fast forward to today. Bill lost his job and his family. The only thing he does have is his drug dealer. If you know Bill's story and you don't want to end up like Bill, call the Detox and Treatment Helpline right now to get away and get treatment. 800-296-1327. Call right now. Help is standing by. 800-296-1327. Tehebo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop, and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit shopsupertea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. The complete website is shopsupertea.com or call us at 818-984-6100 Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100. Shopsupertea.com. We still do email. Drop your email address in the entry box at freetalklive.com and you'll be kept in the loop with Free Talk Live. It's the Ernest Hancock Show, where we're going, there aren't any roads. 
Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided the information that detail the real news between the lines of propaganda about government policies and the true relationship we all have with coercive governments. Learn the true condition of our economy, innovations and technological breakthroughs in energy, health, computer science, and space travel. Learn the truth well before it's admitted to in the lamestream media, the media that is so last century. Corporate media has evolved into nothing more than distributors of government propaganda. But we now have a fantastic alternative. FreedomsPhoenix.com provides constant news updates on the issues that affect our lives in the most important ways. Our liberty and our property are under constant attack. And FreedomsPhoenix.com provides an understanding behind the propaganda while encouraging the participation of our readers. Join us at FreedomsPhoenix.com. That's Freedoms with an S, Phoenix.com. FreedomsPhoenix.com, where the revolution between the ears is already matured. Welcome back to Declare Your Independence with me, Ernest Hancock, on the Free Talk Live Network. Today we're talking to Kat and Lily from Anarchapoco.com, Anarchapoco 2024. This is, uh, God, 7th, 8th year, and it's been a, a an interesting ride to have people that understand what the fundamental problems are with people in the relationship with the government and whether it should even be one, <laughs> and it's in Acapulco, and it's been a, a pleasure for me to go, and I've emceed the event a couple of times, and it's been uh, interesting to see how these relationships build, where they come from, how they overlap, they found their people, and how it's been an inspiration around the world, because the world goes to this thing. Let's go ahead and continue our conversation with Kat and Lily, the managers of Anarchapoco. Is there a year-round kind of vibe for that, even though you guys may go to different countries across the oceans of whatever? And, um, and we'll get into that. I don't know. If, you're, if there's the king or queen on the money, they're there. I mean, it's like a third half of the people are from Canada, England, Australia, New Zealand. There's a, they don't like the Commonwealth for some something. The crown sucks. Let's go to Narco. Just saying, you know, I'm just uh, something I noticed. You know, well, one year, this is I got to tell this story. There you know, some people we were, you know, I you know meander and chit chat with people and kind of you know just you know entertain myself. But um, I uh, talking to people from England. And we had a really good idea. We did a little activist thing. But what happened was they go, God, there's nobody. It's not, I thought there'd be more people. I go, are you kidding me? I got people from England all over. And I got up on stage. And I go, all right, who are all the guys you know, out of Great Britain? I, boom. I go, see, told you. They're everywhere. You know, <laughs> So they just need to meet each other. So that would be interesting is another thing that there would be a, a country confab have lunch with kind of deal. You know, just people that you know that you can go hang out with i love that later. idea yeah you know that would be interesting that all right all right all you serbians where are you you know <laughs> so and and there are i i, I can tell you so the thing that i wanted from you cat is that the evolution of this has gotten to the point to where you know why you're there, you know what you're espousing, you know the community that you want you know, to build, but everybody's got their own thing. So like where you live in Texas, you know, a community that you have there, and you're talking about intentional community. I want more unintentional community. I just want my fence line. This is mine, not yours. You get to have yours, but this is mine. Definitely mine, not yours. Yours are mine. This is mine, 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 mine. You know, and then we can do peace out and you want people of 
like mine, preferably. But the thing is, is that, you know, kind of, you get a little too community. Yeah, who fixes the backhoe? You know, you broke it. No, I didn't. It was so-and-so didn't change the oil. I mean, you know, it's how do you d- deal with that, you know? So I got three questions. What do I have to do? What can't I do? And what's your conflict resolution? So when you guys do have a conflict, what's your conflict resolution? How do you go through this process? And what if cat's not in it? Is there a structure? Is it, oh, no, we got to kill each other. Cat's not here. I mean, you know, how do you guys do your conflict resolution? <laughs> well, first and foremost, everyone who is a part of the team has read the book, The Four Agreements. I don't know if you've read this, Ernie, but it's a really Never powerful... Never heard of it. The Four Agreements. Got mm-hmm. it right down. All right. It's a really powerful piece of literature, and I think... What it does is it reduces the amount of conflict from the get-go. Because one of the four agreements is to be impeccable with your word. So that means when you're talking about other people, you're not gossiping, you're not calling them names, you are speaking only with impeccability. That also means you're not making assumptions. That's another agreement. Um, A lot of conflict happens because assumptions are made. And this was actually a lesson I learned the first year I was running Anarchapoco. A little fear started because bags started going missing. The person who was running registration said, well, we can only assume that there's foul play. And I said, no, we cannot make any assumptions. Because what everybody didn't know is I had asked the Secret Garden staff to pick up empty chairs. So if there was a speaker who only had 50 attendees, I didn't want them looking out at an audience of 200 chairs, so I would have them pick up the chairs. Well, they were collecting the bags, and they were they were put in a specific spot. And as soon as I asked where they were, because one guy did lose his bag, and he never found it, but then when other people's bags started going missing, they started freaking out. They were going to ask you, I believe it was, Ernie, to say on stage, or was it Ben Swan? No, it was Ernie. Was it Ernie that year? 2021. Were you there? Yeah, no, it was 2022 that this happened. Oh, 2022. Okay. Yeah, no, I think I remember that. Okay. And, and, and it was like, no, you cannot say on stage that someone's stealing bags because we, we don't know for sure. That's an assumption. And sure enough, the bags were stashed somewhere else. When you practice these four agreements, what I really like about it is that it gives us something to unite behind, being impeccable with your word, not making assumptions, always doing your best. It doesn't matter what country you're from. It doesn't matter what your communication style is culturally. If you are practicing the four agreements, we can figure it out together. So that alone just reduces a significant amount. Another big one is don't take it personal, which is like the biggest thing is because if somebody's stressed out and being pushy, it's very, very, very rarely personal. And if we can learn, remember to not take things personal, we can avoid a whole lot of stuff and just move forward with the situation before it's even a problem. Other people's behavior is about them, not you, right? So Lily's behavior is about Lily. Catherine's behavior is about Kat. And when we let people own their own behavior, own their own emotional reactions, We're giving them autonomy to be themselves, and we're not taking it personal, and we're not co-creating conflict. It requires being secure enough in your own self that if someone's got an attitude with you, to not react with an attitude, right? And to just be like, okay, they're having a hard time. We will talk about this later. Or 
immediately, what, you know, whatever, however it needs to be dealt with. So that's the first thing. The second thing that I bring to the event is somebody who can actually offer mediation. So in years past, it was a woman named Piazza and we have our shaman Bearheart again this year. Because another thing I learned early on is when I'm running the event, I am so action oriented. I'm very much in my masculine energy. I'm very task oriented. I can't socialize. I can't have fun. I can't hang out. And I cannot listen to your problems. For people who are used to me being Catherine year round, not during the period. Cat, cat. Cat's dead. Cat's not here. There's a manager. Man, I know exactly what you're talking about. Go talk to some, Lily. Lily, go take care because I'm freaking busy. You know, I, I'm, 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 I'm hip. I want to make sure people understand this. Leave yes. Cat. Yeah, alone. but even me, She's even busy. me, I'm just like, no, go talk to Piazza. I'm also busy. Like, yeah, <laughs> I this, can't year, this. this year it'll be Rebecca Tiscani because uh, Piazza is not coming. But essentially, I make sure that there's someone there who's super in their feminine who can fit with people and who's trained in conflict resolution and, and who can, you know, help people mediate together. If boundaries have been crossed. Okay. And when I say like boundaries being crossed, I mean, if you have violated somebody's rights in any way, their right to their body, to their autonomy, to their freedom, I will personally remove you from the event. So the conflict level is, I'm not going to say non-existent, but it is non-dramatical at this point because we have a zero tolerance policy for unethical behavior and for rights violations. So once you have entered into the territory of, you know, you touch someone inappropriately, you stole something, you're out and you're not coming back. I have no interest in accommodating that behavior. And my boundaries are strong enough that I don't care if you whine and cry and stomp and beg and try to come in. My job is to protect the integrity of the event itself. So go out, do your own thing, host your own ev- event, start your own community. Fine. At Anarchapoco, we treat each other ethically, period, the end. So that, that those, I think, are the biggest changes. Yeah, that, is, that really is the biggest yeah. change. Um, and and yeah. also, like, in the past, I noticed there was a big tendency of like oh we have to get the big names we have to get the big names we don't care how difficult they are we have to get the big names and going in line with that it's like if somebody who's well known in the community treats people around them horribly we we don't tolerate we don't want somebody who's gonna you know flip out on us because something doesn't quite go with our way we're just not gonna yeah deal with but that. i have 60 million you know viewer subscriber of you want me yeah, okay, well, we don't, don't want you. We're, we're going <laughs> to go and find somebody who has something actually different to say. And you know, that's one thing. Let me, let me go and stuff. here. Yeah. This, is, this is the one thing that I, I find refreshing about this, is that um, at liberty-oriented, the liberty community events like Anarchapoco, I'll leave my laptop out. I, mean, I don't give a crap, you know? I mean, you can leave it overnight. I mean, it's just, so when somebody says, somebody's stealing bags, no. You left it in the freaking middle of the way, and we put it behind the AV thing over right, it's probably right over there, just go look. Oh, there it is. Yeah, that's what I thought. Shut up. So this is, <laughs> it's it's not, and if you find someone like that, that is, you know, taking stuff or doing, and you're gone. Because you can't, good people don't like associating with bad people. 
yep. if you let them infect, are they whiners or whatever, you know, something. But usually they're sociopaths. And I didn't really understand this type of, except I meet them all the time in politics. I mean, you're running for office doing, you know, Kat, I know as an activist, you, you met the sociopaths, you know. Oh, yeah. And it's but I didn't even understand until recently, until last few years, um, when we started doing, you know, the, the Trump report and stuff with Dr. Frank Tamburi. You know, it, 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 he it, beginning of the camp. We've been doing that since the summer of fifteen. Oh my God! But they, you know, what happens is, is that well, that's a sociopath. So I go, what the hell are you talking about? I keep hearing this sociopath, psychopath. I know it's bad. They're bad. But what does it mean? You know, they don't. Either physiologically, just like four or five percent of the people, or are conditioned or beating it out of them or something, they don't have empathy. They don't give a crap about you know. I'll strangle that puppy. You know, I mean, give me a hamster to kill. I haven't killed anything today. I mean, you know, it's just they're just that way. They're they're different. And when you identify them, get them out. You know, do we do not need this because this is why the reason that I'm not you know an intentional community fan a lot of times. Let's cat runs it it might be better but the uh so it's because there is this when we did the levolution you know a lot of people came together in the levolution that was like a thing oh we need to all get together and kind of do narcopoco and live and land and kind of we have whatever and i'm going well i don't know if i well we did we had a hippie commune of it was awesome or whatever i go why aren't you there now what happened well there was this guy or gal and i go there's always that guy or gal. What do you do then? There is always that sociopathic, no empathy, drama, king, queen of freaking something. Always. They are gravitated to this. They see you as fresh prey. They come yes. in and cause the drama. That is, they are the drama freaking engine of whatever the hell. We have to identify these people and get rid of them. So this is what happens. We have pirateswithoutborders.com. You guys may be familiar with that yep. in the letters of Captain Mark and so on. Well, reprise of the most recent letter Dobby and I worked on is called Scuttlebutt. And it's all about uh, identifying the, it's like a Yelp, eBay ranking, rating, social credit score according to anarchists kind of thing, you know? So the deal is that you're identifying the people that are the problems. You know, it's just it's a social thing, you know, but you're just going, eh, my experience is, kind of, it's going to take time. Ex-girlfriends and boyfriends are going to whine about something. But, you know, eventually you'll start to get to where you know this person is a problem. And that has been my experience of doing this for decades. It's always, and if they're not on purpose, they are sent by the man. Yes. These, yep. You know, they're coolers that kind of, oh, you shouldn't do that. You might violate the wishes of the crown or something. Or that's a cooler. Or the trolls. Or the drama. Or the, that is, you want to, they, they take, it's like heiress. You know, Doug Casey had the Era Society, the Golden Apple. You know, it's the goddess of chaos. You know, they just kind of drop the apple in. Yeah, we're done. We go to the next one. Okay, that always. If you don't have an insulative, you know, um, uh, non-confrontational, peaceful kind of the the four agreement thing, and I got this up here. That's what I was trying to do. Get this up here. The four agreements: a personal, a practical guide to personal freedom. So. This there was the other was nonviolent confrontation or something. Nonviolent communication. Yeah, that was a big thing for a while and so on. It was all the recognition of this need. It was recognition that you needed to have this kind of approach. You're going to have conflict. 
Well, hell, we just call the sheriff and the man, the police and the government, the court system, and how about not? Okay, There's, that, that that you bring in the man, you know, we don't want you. You know, they come in. Well, I'll just call. It. Yeah, well, peace out. You're not part of our community anymore. That's and right. It doesn't even have to be physical. It's just up here. You just don't get invited to the the cool the cool kid anarchist parties. You know, <laughs> so this is I, I I can see that this community that you guys are building is awesome. It has impact around the world. Serbia's, you know, here it comes. You know, so, but the thing is, how has it impacted the locals? How has it rubbed off? How is this? Were they already this way? They're looking at you, going, "Where you been?" You know. So I'm just wondering, you know, the community there, especially after the hurricanes. You know, talk about that, will you, Cat? Yeah, I think we've had a huge impact on the locals, especially since we've moved our event to where it is now. Previously, we were in a big resort. All that money goes to Mexico City, right? It's owned by a big corporation. Currently, we only work with locally owned venues. We're at one right now, Bambuda. This is our retreat center. This is where we have ayahuasca retreat, bufo ceremonies, mushroom ceremonies. And this year, we have a mystery retreat, which is a non-psychedelic retreat that actually starts tomorrow here at Bambuda. Um, this is also and where awesome our... sunsets. Say that again? And awesome, and awesome sunsets. Oh, awesome sunsets. Yeah. Yes. And, you know... For example, after the hurricane hit, uh, we were bringing food, right? Bambuda was one of the distribution points. And so Visada and her husband, Christian, they were delivering food to the community from here. But we also got roofing for the homes of the staff who work here. And so yesterday they thanked us as a group because they have roofs right now because of Anarchapoco and the Dollar Vigilante community and the fundraising efforts that Jeff put together. So, you know, I think financially we've made a really big impact here because we only work with local businesses now and we show up and, you know, I have relationships with like 13, 14 different venues who are all locally owned. It's the hotels for the speakers. It's the, the landlord for the staff house that we rent where all the staff stay. It's our main venue. It's this venue. You know, there's just all these different relationships that are built and they are all so grateful. They are so grateful. They are constantly thanking us. They are telling us what a huge impact we're having on the community. And then of course, I believe culturally we've made a huge shift. Most of the taxi drivers take crypto. Most of the venues take crypto. So I, I know that there's a culture shift going on. I see people getting into their health, you know, maybe taxi drivers or Luigi, the sound and audio guy, he's uh, biohacking now, you know, and he looks younger. He's like gotten younger in age. And so I can Luigi's one of my favorite people. I just love the work ethic on that guy in this bar. He just, yeah, I was describing before you came on, he was like, um, you know, I don't know if you know his history, but he has his, you know, own lineage. He was like Frankie Valley of the Four Seasons back in the day. You know, he was a singer. He was a popular guy there in Mexico. Yeah, he you was, know, that he was, was a singer. His, you know, so I'm just going, I'm going, oh, you little heartthrob, you. you know? <laughs> of course, he's now, I don't know, he's probably 50 now or something. But the um, that's the part that I wanted to get into, this cultural uh, meshing of the philosophy of anarchism. And anarchism. Let's before we go slinging that word around more. Describe that for me. Well, you can't. What what, what is an anarchist? What do you mean by that? 
Well, when I talk about anarchy, I describe philosophical anarchy, meaning everybody rules themselves. My rights end where your rights begin. I am not making a suggestion with the word anarchy on how a community should run itself. There's all sorts of ways that communities can function voluntarily. I live in an intentional community. It's based on voluntary agreement. I love the way it runs. It may not work for you, for your community. And so with anarchism, there's no centralized institution coming in and telling you how to be. You get to choose how to be. And as soon as you start imposing your way of being on someone else, you're no longer functioning in anarchy, right? And and so, of course, a lot of people associate anarchy with violence. But I think the second you commit an act of violence against somebody else, you are a statist. You are no longer an anarchist. So, you know, that's just some propaganda, unfortunately. And that's why I add the word philosophical anarchist in front of the when I say anarchy. And I actually learned that from, um, oh, what's his name? He's the, the, the 3D printing, Cody Wilson. Mm-hmm. I heard him say that, that he believes in philosophical anarchy. And he makes sure to say the philosophical part because the functional part of anarchism, it can look very different depending on how you want to exist in this world. If you want to be an anarcho-communist, go ahead. I don't care. You want to be an anarcho-capitalist, go ahead. I don't care. As long as it's voluntary and you're not making me do things the way you're doing them. Right. You know, this is one thing I I wanted to uh, get both your input on this. This is, this is, you know, Kat would probably understand this more than most. During the Levolution years, of course, the logo was described by the people. You know, the Levolution. You know, it wasn't a violent thing. It was a voluntarist kind of whatever peace be upon the libertarian thing. And uh, Dr. Paul did a really good job of describing, you know, what. And, of course, if we abided by the Constitution intent, well, you'd probably be mostly there, but you're still the man, you know. But the um, what happened was Russell Brand wrote a book that had, and he used that Levolution logo at the top. Well, the Levolution freaked. You know, they're like, oh, he ripped it off, I ripped it off. You know, Ernie's ripped it off. Ernie should say something about that. I kept getting emails. Wow, really? You know, so what I did is I went on Amazon where they were having the thread discussion about, you know, how he ripped off the logo or something. I go, whoa, okay. All right, yeah, I did it. But for this point, it, we're it's already defined by the people. Somebody wants to, it doesn't matter. You know, the people will define it. And what he was advocating was what you're talking about, decentralization down to the individual, down to the community. Be your own commie, whatever the hell, doesn't matter. You know, so I knew that was what he was more decentralization. Now, he might have his hippie commune be a little bit different. And I wouldn't want to live there, but he wouldn't say, and that's how everybody had to live or I couldn't do my own. So I'm going, don't worry about it. So when he started, so I kind of wrote a thing on it, said, man, just get over it. And this is kind of what we wanted. We wanted the adoption of the concept of a revolution with love, that it be voluntary. Yada, yada. So peace out. I don't care. Well, then later, he starts his podcast, and it started decentralization as the theme. You know, we got decentralized now, decentralized. I go, this is going to take off. Watch this. 
I guarantee this is going to be a thing, and they're going to go after them because decentralization, like you were articulating your form there, Cat, and opportunities, that is the threat that they then those. They need a collective one-size-fits-all world of here, you'll own nothing, here's your happy shot. I'm going, this is what's coming. And they're pulling the trigger for war and 24, and I said, it's going to be war and 24, you watch. Well, they're trying to start World War III right now. Okay, so I'm just going, this is what has to happen. It's going to be a decentralization thing. And the culture of that is starting to permeate, even in the lamestream media, the media so last century. Then we have, you know, Javier Malay as an anarcho-capitalist got elected as Captain Ancap. I mean, it wasn't a secret what he was advocating. He goes to the World Economic Forum in Davos, says, you guys all suck, okay? And, you know, freedom's the answer. What's the question? But this is one thing, you know, that I, I, I don't want to get If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us at advertise at GCNlive.com and an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. G'day, I'm Jamel that works with Dr. Joel Wallach and the GCN team with Longevity at TeamG'day.com. By becoming an associate, you provide income for you and your family on your own hours while working from home. So contact me, Jamel, by filling in the contact box at TeamG'day.com and I will get back to you personally and provide all the support you need to get started and build your longevity business. TeamG'day.com. TeamG'day.com.